Good heroin. My name's Dave Ross, and it's fucking 2021. Happy New Year. I mean, Happy New Year and one week. I said that I was going to take the week off for Christmas, but then you know what? I took the next week off too. <laughs> I, um, I I don't know. I really called an audible there. I uh, I wanted to uh, do a podcast on New Year's, and then I didn't. And guess what? It's not because I got too drunk. You would think that would be the reason. I do like to drink, and I like to do it on holidays. Because I get sad. Because I get sad. Because I get sad. It's also because I like to go to parties and I like to commiserate with people and I like to talk and I like the excitement of a holiday. If you listen to the my Patreon podcast, I was yelling and screaming about how excited I was for Christmas. But then Christmas came. I was excited. The morning was fun. I opened some presents. Then I got sad. And then I calmed down and I was like, look, This happens to me over the holidays. I get seasonal depression. Also, I'm trapped right now when the world is on fire and we don't know when it's going to stop being on fire. So it makes sense that I'm stressed. I'm not seeing my family and on and on and on. I calm down. I talk to some of my cousins. My girlfriend, who's wonderful and beautiful, consoled me. That felt great. That helped. I moved on a little bit. Then we get to New Year's Eve and um, I was great. I was excited. We had plans to play Ticket to Ride, which is my fucking new thing. It's my thing now. It's what I do, and it's also who I am. I am a person. I I am a Ticket to Ride player over a lot of other things. Like, I think I'm more of a Ticket to Ride player than I am a son. (laughs) Uh, And sure, that would make my mom sad to hear it. Uh, and that's why I don't tell her I have a podcast. <laughs> I, um, I mean, I, I am kidding. I think either way, I'd never played the board game ticket to ride. My girlfriend's really into it. She plays it with her friends. I played it one time and I'm fucking hooked, man. You can, uh, you can play it on, you can play like the exact board game version of it either on your phone or your tablet or on a desktop through Steam. And I guess this is just a fucking ad for Ticket to Ride now, and I didn't mean to do that. But uh, fuck it, man. I love it. I love it so much. There's all sorts of different versions. I'm playing it all the time. I uh, we, uh, we Zoom together, and then we each have our own separate computer, and we play. And my point is I was fucking pumped. Sure, it would be better to have a New Year's in which we could all leave our goddamn house. Uh, but, you know, sitting there with my girlfriend and one of our friends and just watching the ball drop in the background while getting drunk and fucking trying to buy more trains than your friends. Fuck. I was so excited. And then I got sad. I got real sad, man. Whoo. I got so sad and it wasn't controllable. And I felt so fucking embarrassed because it feels like everyone's going through this shit. I knew it was coming. That was the most frustrating part. 
I knew it was coming. I knew that I get seasonal depression. I knew that holidays make me sad. I know I'm trapped. I know there's nothing I can do about it. I know how to take care of myself and, you know, think about taking care of yourself, drinking water, for example, sleeping enough, getting enough exercise, eating well, making sure you get sunlight and getting outside just in general, going and doing an activity, even if it's just driving your car so you don't go totally fucking insane in quarantine. I know all these things. I did all these things. And despite how hard I fucking tried to stave it off and despite the fact that I told myself this happens, This happens, and this situation is going to happen, so you might as well just accept it. And I did accept it. I'm not even going to say I tried to accept it. I accepted it. I fucking accepted it, man. And despite all those things, it still came, and I got so upset. (laughs) And I really, I don't even know what else to say about it. Uh, I was with my girlfriend. She's delightful. Our friend that we were hanging out with, he's great. They were having a great time. They were smiling and laughing. But I guess there's just no way I'm not going to freak out on New Year's. And I just have to accept that. How annoying is that? That means that every year from now on, no matter what I do, somewhere around 1030, I'm just going to get pissed. (laughs) I had a stomach ache, a stomach ache, and I was crying at random times. And look, I'm not ashamed of crying. I'm a man who cries. All right. And I'll fucking kill you, man. I (laughs) no, I uh, violence is wrong. Violence is wrong. January 6th was very wrong. Uh, everyone who stormed the Capitol, Capitol, the Capitol, the Capitol building, um, all the steps of the Capitol building is not okay. Uh, the people who stormed the Capitol, Capitol, why I can't say Capitol? People who stormed the Capitol, I did it again. What's happening? It's a word. I've said it. The Capitol, the Capitol. Maybe I haven't been saying it enough. Like a man, the people that stormed the Capitol, those aren't real men. Real men are in touch with their feelings. They stay strong in who they are, no matter what other people think and say toward them. Um, they like to hug, and they're quite feminine. Look, whatever, all right? Shut up. Fuck you. <laughs> um, no, my point is I'm not ashamed of crying, um, but I am, like, there. it's just weird... When you know this, when it's happened before, you know what I mean? <laughs> when it's like, I guess there's a reason. There's reasons to cry. There's always reasons to fucking cry right now. I just like can't believe that I did it on New Year's. It was a happy time. And it's just a fucking what? Because of what? Because of the any the thing, whatever, how the thing is and the stuff. And there's feelings in the thing and you just live and then it comes and you can't do anything because you're the the one with the stuff and the stuff goes all around no matter how uh, hard you push, you know, (laughs) I lost the thread there, but you know what I mean? I don't know. And so anyway, uh, I was like, I'm fucking taking another week off for this podcast. (laughs) And I did the same thing with my Patreon podcast, and that's why there are two episodes of the Patreon podcast that dropped 
today. Uh, I have a Patreon, by the way. Patreon.com slash Dave to the Ross. Um, that's where the bonus episodes of this show are. It's, uh, you know, it's a podcast in which only I talk. It's this podcast no guest. Also, I feel very free on there because there's a paywall and uh, that feels like you've uh, signed up to like me. So I, I, I go a little crazy with uh, there's more poop jokes is <laughs> what I'm saying. Um, uh, if you sign up for the Patreon, you get a shout out. Uh, we have a new uh, new patron this week. Shout out to Aiden Jeffs. Thank you so much for joining the Patreon. Hope you enjoy what I've got there. I also put up uh, exclusive stand-up clips, and uh, when I have albums, I put them up there early, and you get all my albums for free when you sign up for the Patreon. And there's a bunch of other shit up there, too, merch and stuff, if you're interested. Um, also, though, we're all broke, so fucking don't worry about it. Uh, if you like what I do and want to support in another way, sharing really helps. Writing reviews on iTunes or Stitcher. Rating, if you don't even want to write a thing, you just like drop a rating on iTunes or Stitcher or fucking Himalaya. Is that still a thing? Uh, yeah. Um, you know, where, wherever. You, you know, the you get it. With the stuff. <laughs> like I said right at the beginning, welcome to Good Heroin with Dave Ross. I'm Dave Ross. This is my show. I have two big announcements in this new year. Um, aside from the fact that, like, how is this already this year? How are we on Tuesday? The Democrats retook the Senate. And then on Wednesday, the alt-right retook the Senate. <laughs> I, uh, whoo. What a fucking turnaround. We were like, yeah, thin margin, 51 to 50. We fucking did it. And then they walked in, man. They walked in and they sat in our chair. <laughs> and then, of course, uh, that led to everyone losing their minds and uh, even Republicans who never doubted him ever realizing that Trump is a crazy, dangerous, warmongering Self-obsessed baby who poops his diapy. So uh, it came back around. But wow, what a fucking year it's been so far. Two announcements. The first is this. We are now on Starburns Audio. We are now a member of the Starburns Audio family. That's our podcast network. That's where you can find us. Starburns.audio is their website. They have a bunch of great shows, and I know that because uh, the last podcast I did was also on that network. <laughs> I love them, man. It's cool. I'm glad to be back uh, working with them. Um Sadly, I, I can report that Aristotle is not the producer of this podcast. That's because I produce this podcast all on my own because we're in a fucking pandemic. If there were no pandemic, he would be. But Aristotle, who is the producer of Y'all Ever and Suicide Buddies, my last podcast, uh, he works there. And so I'll be talking to him and hopefully seeing him and maybe doing some little stuff here and there and just working with all of them. I, I, I'm just so happy. So, uh, so I don't know. Applause. Yay cartwheels for starburns audio and uh and here's the second and last thing before i bring in our guest this week um this show is changing a little before the end of the year i uh, i said i don't know how in depth i said it but i remember saying um in the new year this show is gonna like get cranked up 
the show is going is going to be even more of the show. It's going to be even the Dave is going to Dave harder. 2021 Dave 2021 more more that <laughs> damn i don't know i'm having so much fun recording right now but i'm not really sure uh why i uh every like five or six minutes my vocabulary completely leaves the room <laughs> there uh is an episode of the west wing where uh toby and look if you don't watch the west wing if you're eye rolling at the west wing because it's uh it's liberal porn for uh, people who don't want to actually absorb the current political climate. Yeah, it is. I watch the news too. Let me have this, okay? I'm from the suburbs. I know I have privilege. I know it. I know it's a product of that, but I'm still here, you know? And it makes me feel warm in my bed. All right, motherfucker? <laughs> um, no, there's, uh, there's an episode uh, of it where Toby... Uh, loses his brain a little and he's like like a guy who buys a, a brand new thing and can't get the most out of it and he goes on a little rant where he's like the thing and the stuff and the high atop the thing and that's what's happening to me today and I leaned into it because I think I want to be Toby except for the fact that he's deeply sad and mean to people I don't want to do that uh, look um, I said I because I had all these ideas I've been like um, you know this show is my baby it started as a stand up show with my one of my best friends of all time, Matt Ingebretson. And uh, and then we quickly brought on another one of my best friends, Olivia Dowd. And then another one of my best friends, Catherine Swope. It's my buddies. We make a stand-up show every Saturday in Echo Park. So um, having a solo podcast, uh, it made sense to call it Good Heroin. And, um, and, and I have all kinds of things I like about comedy. I like making sketches. I like being stupid. I like interviewing people i like games i like doing all those things all together i like sound editing i like sound effects if you couldn't fucking tell and so i um i set out to do all that in a podcast and just make it my own and then as time went on i uh i still i don't know i couldn't figure out what it was and then at the end of the year i was like i still like all that stuff i'm gonna crank it up and i had all these ideas i wrote all these things down i'm gonna do all these new bits and have all these new like fucking sound effects ah, dude i like literally bought a soundboard program and i installed soundflower on my uh <laughs> on my computer which if you don't know what that is that allows you to record uh in computer audio so i could just be here at my computer playing sound effects and just going crazy i did all this and it still wasn't feeling right. And I realized that the reason that it hasn't entirely been feeling right the whole time I've had a solo show is, is two things. One, I just want to talk to people. That's it. That's what it is. That's what I want my show to be. I just want to talk to people. And here's the second thing. I haven't done that because of low self-esteem. <laughs> like, truly, like... You know, there's You Made It Weird, there's WTF, there's the Joe Rogan Experience, there's all these famous interview podcasts where comedians talk to a person. And uh, I was, like, afraid that I'm not big enough, so my name and my entity and my persona and my being and my personality aren't enough to carry an interview show. And um, I don't know, I'm fucking tired of feeling like that, I guess. I still like 
sound effects and produced bits and sketches and uh, games and all that shit. And I'm going to do that a little bit. And I like stand-up clips, you know. I'll play those here and there. But for the most part, I'm just going to talk to people. And that's what I'm excited to do. And uh, and so that's what this is going to be from now on. Granted, I am me. So what's I have no plan exactly. But, uh, but I can tell you probably where this is going to go. I'm going to interview people about their mental health and uh, tell dumb jokes. <laughs> I'm like pretty sure. I, I want to talk to people about who they are and their life and how they feel and how things that happened in their life made them feel. And I want to talk about what's funny in their life and what's funny about them. And I want to laugh at all of those things. And so I would like this to be a, uh, just a very like a rich interview show where I talk to interesting people and we learn a lot about them, how they feel, how they felt and laugh about all that. That's what I want. Um, and chances are pretty quickly we're just going to be talking about their depression and that's great with me <laughs> but but maybe not I'm saying I want it to be <laughs> have a lot more categories of discussion than that and uh, and and while being a fucking dumbass so that's the plan um, and again like I said if you you know my guess is that if you're listening to this show um you are, you know, good with the sketches and produced bits I have, but don't, you know, don't really. My guess is you're okay with there being less of that. Maybe not. Maybe you're like, damn, dude, I just want this to be a never-ending fucking ad for 103.7 KRZR. <laughs> yeah. And yes, that is always the radio station example I have. I worked there. It's the only one I can think of anymore. Um, <laughs> um but, uh, yeah, maybe, my point is maybe uh, you were here just for that, but I don't think so. I still love that shit, so I'll do it occasionally. I still love stand-ups, and I'm going to play stand-up clips here and there when it strikes me or when a friend sends me a thing. When somebody's album comes out I, I really like, I'll still play music here and there, but not all the time. I'm just telling you, I had made promises in the past where I was playing stand-up clips every week. I was doing bits every week, and uh, I'm not necessarily going to be doing that anymore. And the other thing I'm saying is this is mostly for me saying this. I write these checks, and then I have to cash them, and I'm just kind of letting myself off the hook. <laughs> um yeah, it's weird. I still feel bad about it. I don't know. I don't know. I guess I'm curious. If you have thoughts on all that shit, all the different types of comedy I've made on this show, please email me. I would love to know what you thought. My email is davetotheross at gmail.com. I'm also at davetotheross on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Message me any of those places if you like. I would love your thoughts on the show, uh, your thoughts on me uh, slowing down on those other parts, your thoughts on interviews, what kinds of people you would like to hear interviewed, because I don't want to just talk to comedians. I'm really excited to talk to the musicians in my life, musicians I don't know yet. I want to talk to authors. I want to talk to psychologists. I really want to talk to people who study quarantine. I like truly, I want to talk to and like, I don't know. I want to find out how people are coping. I want to find out how psychiatrists, psychologists, doctors, and people in that field have learned are the best ways to cope and to deal with stress and this particular type of stress. I want to talk. I don't know. I just want to talk. 
And uh, and this first guest, I'm really excited to have on. I've known this guy for a while. He did my old show, Terrified, and uh, he's just a great dude. And he's so funny. He's in great bands. Um, his most known band right now, or his most, uh, you know, spun band. What do you say? Most known, most popular uh, is Lawrence Arms. Uh, he's also in a band called Slapstick, and in a band called The Falcon, and a few other things. His name is Brendan Kelly. Super fun and funny guy who makes great music. And uh, this is a great interview to start the year off with because not only is he super fun to talk to, but this, uh, I don't know, we kept it light. I have a very specific question that I like to ask people who are performers, spe- specifically who performers who um, like lean into being funny on stage. And, uh, and so I, told, I hit him up and I, and I told him I'd love to have him on the show and I wanted to ask him what the funniest thing he's ever done is. And uh, and we talked about that. So yeah, let's get him in here. Good heroin, good heroin. Brendan, what's up, man? Oh man, not uh, well. Uh, <laughs> that's funny. You I, should ask. <laughs> Dude, um, I love doing that. I I have it's accidental because my brain is all over the place. But I always um, uh, it's I I always forget to tell people I'm about to record. Every interview I do starts with everyone going, oh, oh, <laughs> oh, no, no, no. I, I'm listen, man. I, I'm a, I'm like a ninja with with the fucking fielding questions and shit. That's not a problem. My problem was that I was about to say not much when I realized that the uh, the Capitol building is currently being broken into by a bunch of like simians in red hats um, and like Viking helmets taking pictures like behind like at Mike Pence's desk and shit like that, right? Yeah, man, it's, it's the first time I've ever. I, I mean, I messaged you and I was like, "Should we delay literally so we can just watch the news?" <laughs> like, it's crazy. But what's, but what's like? Here's the thing. Like, I mean, it really is the the part that freaks me the fuck out is, and I don't know how much. It, it's not like they broke into the Pentagon or some shit like that, right? You know, but like, but like, there's there's a guy who looks like. Um, and he kind of looks like Tim Barry, actually. Um, and he's sitting behind <laughs> Nancy Pelosi's desk, you know. And sh- there's a lot of papers and shit there. And I'm sure most of them are boring, and most of them are not the stuff that he's got a um, sort of mental capacity to really uh, get his head around. And that's not to say the guy's, I think the guy's an idiot, but it's just like, I think you got to be a career politician to kind of read between the lines on a lot of that right. more sophisticated policy stuff, right? And uh, no, it shouldn't be and- in front of him. But it shouldn't be in front of him. That's for fucking sure. <laughs> yeah, you know, and that's like sort of like the one of. The, and I don't know if I love setting a precedent that like a bunch of people can just come up and break into the fucking. Yeah, I, I do love it. I don't love that these people set that precedent. Right. Uh, totally. <laughs> like, I'm all for I'm all for like burning it down and starting over, but not <laughs> if it's like starting over with like a, like, all right. So we need more lubies on every corner. You know, fucking. What's a lube? Bring, bring back. It's like a cafeteria. Um, oh, it's. Um, <laughs> I see. Bring back the fifties. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Totally. Yeah, it, um, it's just yeah. It's, it's popular in like the Texas Panhandle and stuff like that. Lubies. Isn't it interesting to like? Yeah, I think that's the thing that's fucking me up the most about this is that they're storming the Capitol to make it go back. To no one, you never right. revolt because you want it to go back. <laughs> that's crazy. Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. That's like, 
that's that, that, yeah revolution implies forward <laughs> yes. like that's like what you know whether it's like records or wheels or fucking any revolution like anything it, it implies forward momentum you want um, more but, uh, rights you you tend to not like kick a door in and be like less rights please mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah yeah but i mean i dude i get the feeling from looking at the photos and stuff like that they're there's no like fucking end game here. There's no leader. No. There's no like, it's just like all these people were like, where we can still get in. Holy shit. The cops aren't resisting us. Now we're emboldened because like we got past the line of cops. You know what? Fuck it. Let's break into the goddamn Capitol and show them we need business, whatever that fucking means. And then the next thing you know, they're just like sitting in Nancy Pelosi's desk, rifling through her fucking complicated papers and shit like that. The thing is that like, I, I agree with you when you said you like it, just not them is so true. Cause I like, it's it sucks. It sucks that this is true, but breaking into uh, the house floor and just sitting at the desk of the speaker using your phone is so funny. <laughs> it's not funny because it's, it's of the amazing. violence and what they believe in and the fact that it's truly hurting our image and literally a person got killed. And as we're talking, they could be hurting more. That's all not funny, but the image of a person being like, ha, I'm on my phone at Pelosi's, it is funny. I just wish it were someone who was yeah. actually cool. Uh, yeah, I, I, I agree. But, I mean, people that are actually cool don't get just, like, to take selfies with the cops when they break <laughs> into the fucking Capitol building, you know? But that, that's right. literally something that was going on today. Right. And, you know, it's, it's like, you know, the thing is, like, I hesitate to talk too much about this because so much information is going to come out. Like, even, you know, whenever you put this out, even if you put it out tomorrow morning, there's going to be, like, yeah, this is, like, doomed to sound, like, dated and, like, Absolutely. fucking bizarre. But at this point, what I know is there's people taking selfies with the cops. Um, the cops don't care. They can't send in the National Guard because D.C. is not a state. So the, so the D.C. Oh, yeah. National Guard can't be called in by the mayor. It's the only place where only the president can do it. Right. He doesn't seem to probably be the guy that's going to do that. Um, the Pentagon has said that there's no call for the actual National Guard, like the Federal National Guard, which oh seems God. like an odd move. And um, and then uh, there is a guy wearing like kind of a Viking helmet yes. and no shirt standing at the fucking head of the fucking Senate floor or whatever. <laughs> the Dude, they kicked podium. in windows and climbed in. I for uh, for yeah. those listening, for context sake, we are recording this 1 p.m. Pacific time on Wednesday, the day that the Trump protesters, rioters, whatever you decide to call them, rushed. Like, like literally, we're recording this while they are sieging the Capitol. So that's why we don't know yeah. how it ended yet. Um, man, yeah, you're right, too. Like, over the next hour, so many things are going to change. Wolf Blitzer, right before we started recording, called them stupid. Which never happens. He was just like, he was like, I don't think they're, yeah. I think they're too stupid to understand that they're all going to prison because this is on national TV while they're breaking, <laughs> they're all like committing felonies on television. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, you know, I mean, although, man, have you ever seen that movie, The Act of Killing? No. Um, uh, well, it's about like a, a uh, Indonesian genocide and like the big lesson that you learn in The Act of Killing is uh that if you win you're not a bad guy 
Oh, you know, sure. so <laughs> right. <laughs> right. So, so if they do it, you guys are really going to present if if they're, if they're whatever they're doing is effectual, which I mean, I don't see how it could be, but right. weirder shits happen, man. Yeah. Um, so I definitely you know, hope it's going to be like fucking president Viking helmet up there someday. <laughs> Holy fucking shit! That's like the scariest thing anyone's ever said to me, man. <laughs> I really. Hope that's not true. Uh, well, okay. How are you, though? If I were to ask you, how are you yesterday? What would you have said? Well, yesterday I was feeling a little bit sick. <laughs> but, uh, oh, have you gotten COVID? No, uh, no I have not gotten okay, COVID. I got, actually, I lucked out and got pneumonia um, right, like in, in like November or October of last year, Whoa. and it lasted through the end. We played those more on Christmas shows, and uh, I had pneumonia that whole time. I didn't know, and then I went to the doctor the next day. They're like, whoa, feeling pretty shitty. <laughs> and I was like, yeah. They're like, you got a pretty entrenched case of pneumonia. Here. You're probably going to have it for like another six or eight weeks. And I was like, oh, that would make sense. And I'm like, does that explain why I'm so fat all of a sudden? And they're like, <laughs> yeah, you probably like swell it up with a lot of water. And it was true. I mean, like, once I started taking the antibiotics, I kind of like crapped out like one or two toddlers, like in no time. But, uh, <laughs> I, I mean, the weight of not not literal <laughs> toddlers. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say, damn. I, there's a lot I'm learning about you right now, dude. Um, yeah. Dude, wow, that's crazy. I saw you at those shows. I just happened. We were just talking about this. I just happened to be doing a one night headlining show in Chicago during those shows, and I went to one and saw you, and you had pneumonia. That's wild. Yes. You were having. Yeah, a great it was time. like sort of like. Yeah, it was one of those. Uh, well, first of all, I just was like, I just must be hungover for like the hundredth day in a row, you know. Right. But yeah. uh, but also, it was like um, it was like when a mom like lifts the bus off her child, you know. Like I was just like, sure. must go through with shows, you know. Totally. <laughs> so, like uh, <laughs> I know that exact feeling. Like I feel a hundred percent like shit, but I'm the one who booked this. Mm-hmm. So I have to fucking man. That's honestly one of the toughest parts about uh, being a performer for me. And like, obviously, I love performing. I love it. I love doing comedy. I love touring. I really do. But you don't get to choose the days in which you feel up for it. And I God, I, that's the worst. <laughs> yeah, man. I think that is. Or sometimes, I mean, like, I feel like after a certain point in your whole thing. Like, you kind of get, like, stage brain, you know, where, like, you could be, like, fucking, they could just be, like, well, it's cancer and your wife is divorcing you, you know? And it's, like, right. okay, stage time. <laughs> and you could go right. out there and just be, like, all right, that's out of my head right now because this is what I do, you know? But, uh, but yeah, I mean, I think about this a lot in terms of, like, my job is pretty fucking cool. I get to go up and sing songs with my friends and... You know, kind of like, you know, people sing the words that I wrote in my bedroom back to me. And, like, yeah. it's pretty neat, you know? Yeah. And people are, are appreciative of it, of it. But there's some days when it's like, if I'm just like, I pissed off Chris, let's say. And, you know, he's, like, not responding to me. Or, like, I've just shit my pants or something like that, <laughs> you know? like mm-hmm. and, 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 like... And it's like, okay, well, there's a thousand people out there, and it's a party, and you're the host. Go on, make it worth their while to have spent the money to have come here. 
And it's like, fuck. And that can be a little daunting, but I always consider that there's, I think male porn stars probably a better job. Uh, if you know, uh, uh-huh. regardless of who you're fucking, like if you're a dude and you've got like the wherewithal to be a porn star, yeah, pretty sure that's probably pretty like pretty much the best job. It's like, would you like to have the most athletic, erotic sex with the most beautiful women on earth or men, whatever? You yeah, know? right. And we'll pay you for it. It's a, but imagine if you don't feel up to that one day. Right. You know what I mean? That's got to be the worst fucking, like, like, oh, well, God, they I definitely have to do. go to work today. Someday, yeah. somewhere in the world, probably in Chatsworth, California, right now, two porn stars are having this exact conversation. Like, you know what? This is the best job on earth, man. But some days I just like, I'm just tired. I'm just tired. <laughs> and I'll bet you they have stage brain, too. And it's really like. Uh, they have stage brain, but it's all the moments leading up to and after. Like, you're tired, you're tired, you're tired, you feel like shit. Camera's rolling. Okay, I remember how to fuck. This is great. Camera's off. I just came. God, I wish I were fucking dead. I hate this goddamn job. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, and, but, but it, you know, seems like a pretty cool job if you can get it overall. And, like, seems like the being on stage part seems pretty fun from what I can tell. <laughs> um, not that I, like... Not that I'm a big pornography consumer or anything. Oh, no, 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 no. I would never watch porn, and neither would no, you. No, 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 no. No, no it's shameful. No. I would rather storm Congress, which I would be doing if I didn't have COVID. Um, I, uh, <laughs> yeah. Oh, do you, do you have COVID? Did you have- no, I don't have COVID. I was... I don't know what I was doing. I was, like, playing a little character of a MAGA guy there for a second. I, I don't really know what the joke was oh, right. i'm with you but, yeah. uh, <laughs> yes with you. yes because they they don't wear masks yes 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 uh, i took I'm a crack fa- at I'm, it you know. yes i'm, I'm following <laughs> thank you <laughs> thank you brendan thank you very much well on that <laughs> on that note um what do you think i'm i'm excited for this answer because i think you said you couldn't pick one but what do you think is the funniest thing you've ever done okay so I actually even hit up some buddies of mine to be like, what's the funniest thing I've done? And they both oh, kind of said the same thing. They're like, you're kind of like more of a storyteller and like you've got some good banter, but like, what's like the funniest thing you've done? I don't know. Like when you broke your knee and I was like, eh, I don't think that was that funny, but I mean, the story's good, but it's not that oh, funny. Perfect. <laughs> you know, I, I broke my knee. Um, I mean, a funny but, story's um, great too. Well, yeah, I mean, that is, I think, what um, you're going to get here. And it <laughs> sounds um, great. Sort of, I can't, I can't, t- like, man, it's down to either when I broke my knee or when we stayed with the uh, number one Thai kickboxing champ in all of Europe. I can't decide which one's funnier. Wait, um, what? You, you, like, you needed a place to crash <laughs> in, where were you? Frankfurt. Frankfurt. Okay. Well, the, the, here, here we go. Okay. So um, we're we're writing the. I'll set the singing for you. It's me, Chris, and Neil, the Lawrence Arms. Um, and um, sorry, I said that a little unclearly. The Lawrence Arms. Um, that's my yeah. band or the band I'm in, I should say. And <laughs> yeah. our tour manager, Frieder Geiger. Frieder is um, he's German. He is about five foot three, five foot four, bald. Um. At the time, big mustache, 
no teeth whatsoever except for like a little stick here and a little black little thing over here and um he's got barbed wire tattooed around his neck um this is your tour manager yeah okay he was like probably 50 50 years old okay um and he wears (laughs) um like a fubu um camouflage jumpsuit pretty much everywhere he is white. He's a white German guy, with like blue eyes, but and he fucking talks like this, like oh, it's like maybe I should fucking kill you, you know. And um, <laughs> some funny asides about Frida is um, so I'd always stay with uh, like I'd always room with Frida and Chris and Neil would always room together because I don't think I don't think that they were, like I won't go so far as they were frightened of him, but I think that me and Frida's whole vibe was just a little bit more on the same page or whatever and they didn't want to f- room with me also because i snore mm. so anyway um the first night that we we're uh rooming together and he's like taking off his fubu outfit or whatever and <laughs> i noticed that he's got the word dawn tattooed on his knuckles also on the back of his neck and also in a huge stomach rocker across his stomach and i'm like Hey, who's Don? That's my fucking ex-girlfriend. Maybe kind of jumped the gun on that shit, I suppose, huh? (laughs) I was like, oh, yeah. And then, uh, yeah. And then the next thing, I was like, oh, so can I ask you another thing? What's up with all the um, hundreds and hundreds of thin little scars all over your chest and stomach? And he's like, well, you know, have you ever been in the... You know, hanging out in the fountain in the town square of your little village, and it's so high on speed, you need to cut yourself to come down. I was like, <laughs> I was like, no. It turns out I've not. But um, okay, cool. So that's just to set the scene of who that guy is, right? Sure. Because sure. we have a day off, and we're in Frankfurt, and we're going to see Frieder's friend. And Frieder's friend is the owner of a tattoo shop. And he comes out, and his name is Darius. And he's like, Dude. all right, guys, how's it going? You know, and he's like, uh, just like ripped as shit. He's super muscular. And he's like, yeah, so you just go back to my house. You know, <laughs> it will be great, man. You know, you're going to love it. Um, we're going to have a great time. And so he goes back into work. We start driving off. And I'm like, like Frida. Dude's ripped as hell. He's like, fuck yeah, he is. He's the number one Thai kickboxer in the fucking whole continent of Europe. <laughs> I'm like, okay. Uh, so, dude, these German accents are great. Uh, I know exactly <laughs> what type of Germans both of these guys are. The when you said when you said Darius, I thought he was going to be the type of German that that uh, your tour manager was. He's like, oh, hello, yes. But I know exactly what you mean. Like, hey, what's up, guys? <laughs> I know that guy. That's great. That's great. Totally, man. Um, he, yeah. And so we get back to his house. <laughs> Here's what's at his house. His old father, uh-huh. who is like in a little wheelchair that's run with like the the little tiny joystick, right? Uh-huh. Very old. Very, and and he's up on the second floor. Where there's like kind of like a like a hallway banister, you know what I mean? Like kind of like what would be outside a motel or something like that. Yes. There's just like a, a one single door and a ban like a you can see the whole hallway because it's like open to the living room, but there's a banister there, 
and it goes down to like a bathroom or whatever and back and it's just two doors and this like carpeted hallway thing and that's the dad and he's in a robe and he doesn't speak and he looks really menacing you've got darius's girlfriend who's like gorgeous humongous boobs and i only bring up her humongous boobs because they're practically falling out of like the very flimsy top that she's in and her like tiny short shorts and she's just sitting on the couch she speaks no english at all okay um but the notion of even saying hi to her was like completely off the table since (laughs) darius is the number one thai kickboxer in europe you know what i mean right right it's like pop your fucking arms off or whatever and beat you to death with them immediately. And um, so already it's a little uncomfortable. But the part that really stood out was that in his living room, in two different pens, and in a pen outside on his back porch, were probably each one was probably about 25 Iranian fighting cocks. Um, this guy's which... a, a cockfighter? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Dude. So, so, and wait, wait, wait. wait sorry. Is, ever... is cockfighting legal in Germany? It's, no. Can't no. be. Yeah, yeah. It, okay. No, no, no. no. Cockfighting, uh, no. And, um, and also, I don't know if you've ever seen an Iranian fighting cock. But they're black. They're about four feet tall. Okay. Um, I would not fight one of them. Um, and I'm not even kidding. Like they're 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 terrifying. <laughs> like if you're out there, Google one, and you'll see what I mean. They're they look more like dinosaurs than they look like birds. But we don't know any of this at the time. We're just like, oh, fucking weird. There's a lot of <laughs> birds in here. <laughs> you know? Yeah. This hot woman that we're not even gonna look at. And this old man that's like rear windowing back and forth. Uh-huh. So we get we get back and you know we're like, hey Darius. He's like, what's up, guys? You know, <laughs> we're like, um, so what's up with all the birds? You know? <laughs> he's like, oh, these are Iranian fighting cocks and um, fucking yeah. So I, I you know I did a fight in in Iran and I I smuggled back a couple of fertilized eggs and so. Whoa! You know, what yeah, does I mean, it there's like even do that? I don't. I don't have any idea. Or maybe he like even did a fight in like Bahrain, and they got it because I don't think you can just fly in and out of Iran, like you know. But it was like totally like the been around a farm, but had had any poultry. Like that's going from the U.S. to Canada. Sure, um, I got to imagine like. But so he's smuggling fertilized eggs out, so he can do exactly what he's doing. But the other thing about that is that it's not like we're not they're not just eggs, they're fertilized eggs. So they have to be in some sort of like thing, like a cooler. <laughs> right? Or yeah, like I, a... I don't I, I I honestly don't know. I mean, I'm sure he probably flies private jets or something. So it's yeah. like probably a little bit less sure. stringent of a process. I, I'm not sure, but it sure, sure worked out for him. If all he wanted was uh, and right. so now he sells the birds to other people because he's like got the hookup because he made them and uh <laughs> and and so he's like he's a cock dealer getting, yeah he's a cock dealer he's a cock, <laughs> wow. a cock smuggler and a cock dealer um and wow. um i like and this a guy professional ta- he, he owns a tattoo parlor 
and he's got a smoking hot girlfriend, a weird dad, and um, a lot of fucking roosters. And by now it's getting late, and he's like, "Do you guys want to get high?" And he pulls out what looks like a white chocolate Hershey bar, but it's just like got a weird like stamp on it. And we're like what the fuck is that? And he's like, this is white hash. It's, um, that's the seal of the Moroccan, the King of Morocco. Um, this is like the best hash in the world. Whoa. You know? And so I don't really get high, but I'm like, I'm going to smoke the King of Morocco's like prize white hash. I mean, this is like, totally. You know? So it's a little bit like, would you like to ride the white dolphin? It's like, I don't usually ride the white dolphin, but uh, <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll give it a try. Yeah. It, it talks to you. Yeah. Um, and so, uh, so we <laughs> this, smoke this. This reminds, Sorry for interrupting. This reminds me, I, I did a show once that Kyle Kinane was on, and we all went out to a bar mm-hmm. after, and we couldn't find him. And he showed up an hour or two later. It was a big benefit show, and we didn't know this could possibly happen, but Seth Rogen and James Franco ended up at the show somehow. And they, okay. I think they are Kyle fans, is how it happened. Uh, but... What, however it happened, Kyle ended up smoking weed with them. And when we met back up with him, he was like, we were like, where'd you go? And he was like, ah, Seth Rogen had weed. And uh, I don't know, man. I think he gets better weed. <laughs> and, I, <laughs> and it was like, I'm not going to not smoke weed yeah. with Seth Rogen. And I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Fucking totally. And um, yeah, this feels a lot like that is my point. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, this is weirder because I didn't know Darius the you know, right. 12 hours before. But uh, at this point, I'm like, yeah, the king of Morocco's hash with the number one Thai kickboxer in Europe with this amazing looking woman sitting there and the fucking old man and all these roosters and my best friends and Frieda yeah. Geiger sitting there going, fucking smoke it, asshole. <laughs> you know? Um, <laughs> yeah, do it. So, so we all get high. And... Turns out pretty good hash. Um, you get sure. you get pretty high. <laughs> sure. Right? And you you never smoke generally. You never smoke weed. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. So you're so, like fucking stoned. I'm in a pretty much like statuesque state. <laughs> you know, sure. statuary state. I was I'm not statuesque. I mean that mean that would imply I was like chiseled out of stone. <laughs> right. This more implies I turned to stone. Uh, <laughs> you're in a so, you're in a K hole. Yeah, basically. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm just sitting there, and then, well, no, because I asked Darius. I was like, no, no, I didn't ask him. Somebody was like, <laughs> so yeah, you know, um, uh, Thai kickboxing. He's like, yeah, Thai kickboxing's dead. I'm really more into Brazilian jiu-jitsu these days. And this is to like give you a timestamp on when this was. I'd never heard of Brazilian jiu-jitsu before. Yeah. Right. So this was like. I don't know. I'd say it was like 2002 or 2003 or something like that, which is not to say that it didn't exist before that, but you know, it wasn't popularized enough that I knew what it was. Yeah. And so he's like, man, it's great. You you know, it's just like all grappling and stuff, but it's also got striking and it, you know, no one can defend against it. It's the ultimate mixed martial art or whatever. And we're like, Oh, cool. And he goes, pulls out these like fucking training mats, throws them on the ground between the fucking birds. He's like, want to see some? (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> and our drummer's like okay yeah sure and i'm like damn dude what are you fucking <laughs> uh, no it, 
Yeah. yeah I, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, are you not supposed? Are you worried you're not supposed to say some of this? No, 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 no. I was more worried that um, I, I got the order of of, oh, okay. of who went up there first wrong. But um, yeah, I was gonna say, dude. Like, who says yes to that? I, you, you have to fight this guy now. Yeah. Right. So. Oh. So so he he comes up, Neil comes up and he's like, "Okay, man, throw a punch," you know. <laughs> and, uh, and Neil's like, "What?" He's like, "Don't don't worry about it. Throw a punch." So Neil like kind of goes with like a, you know, real slow like kind of like, almost like it's in slow motion punch just to be like I'm telegraphing that I'm punching you, you know. And he's like, "Come on, man, throw a real punch," you know. He's like, "I can take it." <laughs> So what? Neil's like, okay. So Neil goes to punch him, and this dude just like origami's Neil around, and like within like one second, he's holding Neil's ankle up by. Darius is holding Neil's ankle up by Darius's ear. He's got Neil's face on the mat with his foot on it, <laughs> and Neil just stretched out in between like some sort of like fucking clotheslines over new york city in 1911 or whatever you know holy shit dude so neil's face was just getting super red i'm like he's gonna pop his head off (laughs) (laughs) he's gotta stop and so neil's like whoa you know because i mean i don't think he really hurt him i think he just like flipped him around and like kind of immobilized him completely and then um he's like anybody else and then frida's like fuck it i'll go (laughs) and might surprise you to learn. Exact same thing happened to Frieder. He just sure. grabbed him, flipped him around, fucking strung him up like a fucking dressed deer. And uh, <laughs> and so then I think everyone was like, all right. Um, we're good. Yeah, we're good with <laughs> yeah. the Brazilian jiu-jitsu. And, you know, the dad's still rolling back and forth. The chickens are still making noise. The girlfriend is still sitting there. And we were like, I think we'll just go to bed, you know? And so, and this is just like the end cap on a totally bizarre day, obviously. But so we, we go to bed and there's this like weird German, um, like music television sort of station. And he's like, I know just what to put on for you. So he puts on this fucking station and um, it, it's only got the rights to like 10 videos, maybe. Okay. And one is like me, this. Is one yours? Ger- <laughs> one is ours. Yes. <laughs> no way. So, wow. Yeah, and it's like it's like us. This German rapper that wears a skull. Like imagine like a, a suburban MF Doom or something like that. Okay. You know? Sure. Um, and um can't remember what some of the other ones were but the the one that really sticks out is my neck my back okay. uh, <laughs> which is you know that song of my course neck, my back my pussy and my crack yeah um and so and we're all too high to sleep and there's the chickens in there and the dad keeps rolling out of the room and everything and this is on and so it's just like and then our video comes on and that's just like yeah and then fucking the, the german fucking skull guys video comes on we're like Ew! and then my neck my back comes on we're like <laughs> and, uh, and that went on basically all night and then he made us eggs and we left there you go <laughs> jesus christ dude i'll tell you uh, let me tell you one thing that i'm very grateful for is that yes. i think myself and a lot of other people listening 
We're very worried that you were about to fight this guy. And I'm just happy you didn't <laughs> fight this guy. Yeah. No. <laughs> that would become a story I, uh, that I tell all the time. When they're like, how come you only have no front teeth? I'm like, oh, funny story. <laughs> right. How come you're dead? Hey, Brendan, why did you die? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I fought Darius. Um, wow. After dude. smoking the cash of the Moroccan king. Man, it's funny, like, it wasn't long ago where I we were, I was talking about how, like, touring could get tiring earlier. And, and uh, like, I, I haven't toured nor gotten to near the level of touring you have. Uh, and that's only to say this. Even though that's true, I still, like, a year or two ago was like, man, I got to make a rule and I stop sleeping in living rooms. I just need a bed. I just need a bed. <laughs> And I got to, you know, and it was and the reason was it was just getting tiring to sleep on couches. And that's the only reason. And like and now you tell me a story about sleeping in a living room <laughs> with a bunch of like angry chickens and like an old man. And uh, you're, you're <laughs> fucking too stoned to feel normal. And I just feel like a coward is what I'm saying. I uh, <laughs> good. Well, God, I tell you what, man, <laughs> we only we only stay <laughs> now in hotels um and also like not like complete shit box hotels and also right. why you know we, we <laughs> split up into multiple rooms so yeah but it's it's also like you know the thing the thing that's funny is like people are like oh you, you know people start coming to your show and now you know you're too good for like staying on floors and shit it's like no it's that if there's like a fucking thousand people there yeah. Don't you want me to like fucking sleep so I can do it? You know, <laughs> like like there's a lot more responsibility that goes into it. And and it's like, you know, it cuts it it cuts into everything, but that's like that's why people take buses, which we don't do. I mean, we've got our, our own system that yeah. we fuck with, but but like uh, you know, that's why people take buses. You get to a certain level and you start making less money cuz you're on a bus, but you need to be able to sleep. Yeah. It's just like I mean, I don't know, man. If something becomes your job, then like we were talking about earlier, sometimes real life creeps in. And like you said, it's the best case scenario because it's the highest percentage of time that you're doing what you love as opposed to sitting in a cubicle when you never want to be there or whatever version of that. But you're still a person and mm -hmm. you're still living a life and you need sleep. And I don't know how old you are, but I'm fucking 38, dude. And I my back hurts and I'm tired and I'm sorry that I don't always have the energy to like party till two. But I don't. And that's just the reality. <laughs> and I, I have to prioritize the doing of the thing. And what you I mean, you guys have like even more energy that you put out there. Uh, every night that I all I, I only have to stand still and I still get fucking tired is what I'm saying. So like, oh my God. <laughs> yeah, but, yeah, the few times I've done stand up, it's pretty exhausting, too. But I mean, sure. I've never barfed from doing stand up. And I've saying. definitely barfed after a few shows. <laughs> I'm saying seriously. Yeah, no, I mean, I think that's one. I mean, I've, I've loved punk music since I was a kid. And my one major complaint about it is that laden within the culture is this weird thing where, like, you got to be a piece of shit who does piece of shit stuff your whole life. You know what I mean? Like, you're a coward if you don't crash on someone's floor. Like, fuck you, dude. I'm 40. <laughs> fuck off. Yeah. Yeah. No, totally. Totally. But, I mean, I think that's changing a lot nowadays. Yeah. Um, 
I think, uh, honestly, I think that, like, if you want to look at, like, the broad strokes of punk rock, I think it was Fat Mike and, well, No Effects and Bad Religion that really made it so it was like, yeah, what the fuck are you talking about? I'm I'm rich. Like, <laughs> I stay good. in nice hotels, <laughs> and I'm fucking smart. So like, yeah. fuck fuck off. You know, like I'm a professor at a university. <laughs> right. I'm not crashing on your floor because you're telling me it's not cool not to. Yeah. Go ahead, listen to a band that's cooler than Bad Religion. <laughs> and they're yeah. like, oh right. <laughs> I, I didn't realize that. they did that. That's great, man. That's great, and I I appreciate that. Well, I, I just mean that's like the attitude that they sure spat like give off not 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 so much that they say overtly sure oh okay well either way i appreciate it i've always thought uh people who think punk is about being gross or fucked up misunderstood it's just about like actually being true to yourself i think i don't know now i'm on a soapbox i didn't mean to be but i just feel like uh that's great to just uh to not to make it about actually doing what you want and actually being yourself rather than like trying to fit into some mold that was set in the eighties. <laughs> we're all supposed to be just like in a pile of laundry and that's what punk is. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. And it's dirty laundry. Yeah. Yeah. Well, dude, great fucking story. And thanks for doing the show, man. Thank you so much. Abs- absolutely. It's my, my pleasure. Thanks for having me. Yeah, dude. I uh, honestly, I can't believe I didn't ask you sooner. We should do it again. And we will. Yeah, it's it. Yeah, I, I absolutely am down. Um, is there anything it. you want to? Uh, yeah, dude. Is, is there? Do you have stuff going on now that you want to promote? That you want people to look for? Um, yeah, you can check out. I do a thing called Bad Sandwich Chronicles uh, Beyond Thunderdome on Substack, which uh, you can check out. Like about half of it's free, and half of it is um, subscription based. And um, red. I, I, I put that out. It's like a newsletter type thing. Oh, cool. And um, uh, Lawrence Arms have a new record called Skeleton Coast. It's not that new anymore, I guess. It came out this year um, on Epitaph. And uh, you can check that out pretty much anywhere you where music is stolen. Um, so, you know. <laughs> yeah. And you're at Bad Sandwich on Twitter as well, right? That's correct. I'm at Bad Sandwich. <laughs> Hell yeah, dude. I believe that- I got in there and got that one. How does it, where does it come from? Did you just, you just thought it was funny? Uh, well, no, it's, um, so one of the things that we do in the Lawrence arms is somebody will say something and, you know, be like, that'd be a good band name. And then we write uh, it down yeah. and, yeah. and, uh, and we had a list that was pages and pages and pages long, but bad sandwich was the first one. Oh shit. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. So. Yeah, someone was like, man, this is a bad sandwich. And we were like, good band name. That's what started the list. No way. That's crazy. Yeah. I want to see that list. Yeah, it's good. I can remember a few of them. Chin business. Yeah, that's great. <laughs> yes. Uh, mostly mostly monster. Oh, I like uh, that. Uh, chin <laughs> business is chin business is just that's really funny. <laughs> <laughs> Well, cool. Thanks so much, dude. And it's good to see you, too. Glad we got to catch up. It's good to see you, too, man. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Stay safe out there. Yeah, you too, man. Brendan Kelly. He's at Bad Sandwich on Twitter. 
Get the new Lawrence Arms album, also every other Lawrence Arms album. And thank you so much for listening to this, the first episode of Good Heroin in 2021 and the first episode of Good Heroin uh, that's, uh, that, you know, new. <laughs> no, I, uh, I really am interested in your thoughts on the show thus far and going forward and who you'd like uh, to hear me talk to. Um, and honestly, any thoughts you have on the show at all, email me, Dave to the Ross at gmail.com. Also, I also fully realize that this show becoming a show where I just talk to people really isn't that different than what it already was. But um, I don't know. I uh, I'm I'm excited. I'm like, I don't, it, I don't know why it's I think it's a subtle change to everyone else, but a big one for me, because like I said at the beginning of the show, it um, it's. It, in order to for a show to just be me, where it's me talking to people, I have to believe in myself, and uh, I want to, and I do, but do I? Not always, and you usually not often. But let's make it often, you know. Um, also, I'm tired. I'm tired of. Editing sound effects. So it's time to talk. I love you so much. Here's the other thing we're going to keep doing on the show. We're going to keep talking about how we feel and the stress of this time and taking care of ourselves because that weekly reminder, it's like my version of mindfulness. I am not a guru. I um, am not a yogi. I don't meditate, though I want to. I've done a little bit of yoga over the holidays, and it's great. The Literally just the breathing and thinking and sitting and being quiet and feeling yourself and being present, that part is wonderful, and I believe that's mindfulness, though I also didn't do any reading about it and made that up, so who knows? Um I, uh, either way, my version of bringing mindfulness into your life is, uh, is a weekly reminder that you're okay, and I see that you're feeling stress. And if you're not, God bless you, that's wonderful, and, uh, uh, and I, like, I'm so happy for you and you know, keep doing what you've been doing, but I just know that I am more often than not in quarantine getting just a barrage of of stress and anguish in my head that doesn't need to be there. And yeah, there's depression and there's anxiety. Uh, and I have those things and I cope with them on a regular basis. And then quarantine came and it just fucking cranked the knobs up all the way. <laughs> just who? So, you know, take care of yourself physically, get sun, exercise, drink water when you can, please get enough rest. Uh, take care of yourself emotionally and love wise. Tell people you love them. Tell people you need help. Reach out for help. Get therapy, all those things. And uh, take care of yourself mentally by giving yourself a break and being soft to yourself in your head. Please, uh, this year is already crazy. Quarantine will end. The vaccines are coming. I love you so much. I'm excited to see you next week and hear from you and just to make great shit in this new year. I really am so fucking excited, man. I'm, oh, fuck. I was ending the show and then I'm not ending the show. I got, cause I got, look, I just, I just want to say before I end, I'm, I am for, for all of how hard I said quarantine is, I really am excited in this new year. I'm excited to 
You know why it's a big step to turn this into an interview show? I put a lot of pressure on myself. I have high expectations of myself. I want to make huge things. I want to make a show that has like millions of segments completely produced by me that has fucking, you know, multiple guests and clips and all this shit. And I kept trying and I couldn't. And you know why? Because I'm one person who has all sorts of other things going on. And the peace of mind I give myself by making this just a show where I talk and I talk to people and I do some of that shit here and there when the fuck I want. That's like, not only is it doing exactly what I want and letting myself off the hook for stuff that's been stressing me out. Um, it's also just allowing myself to fucking chill and worry less. And that's what I'm excited about in this new year. I've talked uh, across this past six months about letting go letting go of expectations of myself, letting go of expectations of my career and the people around me and the world, letting go of control. You can't control these things. Trying to control them creates a lot of stress, at least it does for me. And I can already feel as much as this year will be difficult and hard and it already has been and will continue to have lockdown, I can already feel uh, letting go some and feeling... Just, I don't know, feeling present and uh, feeling the love around me more. And I, uh, I'm i excited for you to do that, too. Okay, bye. Good heroin, good heroin.